0: If you've been following my channel for a while, you've probably noticed by now that I like to ask questions in my YouTube community feed. So there's a feed on YouTube or a section on my YouTube channel called Community. And quite frequently I like to post questions uh, to you guys about various issues relating to jealousy, relationships, your personality. I basically just want to get to know my viewers better, obviously, so I can make better videos. And I posted a question recently about meditation and the answer really surprised me so I wanted to take a minute today in today's video and dispel some of the myths around meditation I thought about recording a video talking about all the the virtues of meditation all the benefits of meditation but I also think it's important to dispel some of the myths around meditation so in today's video that's exactly what I'm going to do my name is Zachary Stockhill and since 2013 I've been helping men and women from all over the world overcome retroactive jealousy, overcome obsessive jealousy, and often save their relationships. If you'd like to work with me one-on-one, you'd like more information about my work, please visit my website at retroactivejealousy.com. And while we're talking about meditation, I'll also mention that I just released my new audio series, Beyond Retroactive Jealousy, More Guided Meditations, which is my sequel series to my previous guided meditation series, Overcoming Retroactive Jealousy, Beyond Retroactive Jealousy, an all-new collection of guided meditations specifically designed to help you overcome retroactive jealousy is available right now. You can click the card that will magically appear above my head, or you can click a link in the description of this video to learn more. So I posted a poll recently on my YouTube channel asking basically about the frequency uh, which my audience meditates at, basically how often you guys all meditate, and the answers somewhat surprised me. So the potential answers were somewhere, it was something like a few times a day, a few times a week, never, uh, or something in between, I think like you know once in a while. And basically, over half of the respondents to the poll said they never meditate. So over half of you guys watching this video never meditate. Now don't worry (laughs) if you're starting to roll your eyes, I'm not here to scold. (laughs) I'm not gonna say all of you have to be meditating. Uh, That's not what I'm interested in with this video. But basically my basic philosophy around meditation is that there's a lot of nonsense ideas out there around meditation i think in some ways meditation is oversold overhyped i think sometimes people prescribe medication as the cure-all to life's ills when in reality meditation is an enormous tool but it's not the only tool you need in your toolbox but basically i want to take this opportunity to dispel a few myths around meditation as I see it, in the hopes that more of you will try for yourselves and experience for yourselves the incredible benefits of meditation. And just very briefly, before I get into the myths, the big reason why I talk about meditation all the time, the big reason why meditation is such a big part of my online courses, my book, uh, I've done two uh, guided meditation collections now. The main reason I'm such a big advocate for meditation when it comes to retroactive jealousy in particular, because not only have i experienced the incredible benefits of my own life i have way too much evidence that meditation works i've got all kinds of stories from students in my online courses coaching clients when it comes to this particular issue meditation can really help you disconnect from thoughts that aren't serving you can help you reorient your brain towards more productive thought patterns it can help you break certain destructive painful negative thought patterns there are all kinds of benefits to meditation particularly when it comes to this issue of retroactive jealousy. Okay, myth number one when it comes to meditation. I don't have time to meditate. I'm going to call nonsense for 99.9% of you watching this video if you're feeling that way because there's this idea out there that you need hours and hours and hours and hours every day to start a meditation practice. And this is simply wrong. As I often tell people, I think the most important component when you're building a meditation routine is not the length of time you sit. Like you don't have to sit for an hour. I think the more of a routine you can make it, if you only have five minutes every day and you meditate for literally five minutes every single morning, to my mind, that is way better than meditating for say an hour once a week. The most important thing is just to build the habit. And if you literally only have five minutes in the morning or at night or on your lunch break or whatever the case may be, that's fantastic. That's an excellent use of those free five minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you know, if you've got kids and a mortgage and laundry and a job and hobbies and a husband or whatever your particular situation is, if you have a free five minutes, you can build a meditation routine. And Lord knows that most of us have at least five minutes a day which we can devote to meditation. And I'm, I'm being really serious here. Three minutes every day will make a difference over time. You don't need hours and hours and hours of free time. Myth number two, I can't start meditating because of my religion. Again, I think, you know, if you have this belief, it's not your fault because there's so much nonsense out there about meditation. So many nonsense ideas. There are obviously different schools of meditation. Like there are straight up meditation cults and like creepy cult leaders who say that they're meditators and they're trying to sell meditation. That's not what I'm talking about. Above all, for me, aside from all the spiritual benefits of meditation, which if you're interested in, I'm sure we could talk about some other time, there's enormous practical benefits to meditation that have nothing to do with religion or your faith or whatever. So as you may know, I've been to, I think, yeah, two extended meditation retreats, like where you're basically living like a monk for 10 days. And at these retreats, there were Christians, Jews, Hindus, Muslims, Buddhists, atheists, agnostics, like et cetera, et cetera. The list goes on. So as far as I know, there is no religion in the world anywhere That says you can't meditate because it's not about conflicting with your religion or your spiritual beliefs or your belief in god or your non-belief in god or jesus or muhammad or anything like that basically above all meditation is an incredibly valuable tool a practical tool that can help you disconnect from thoughts that aren't serving you that can help you gain greater clarity and peace of mind and as far as i know every religion is pretty okay with that idea of gaining greater peace of mind so no matter what religion you are no matter if you're an atheist or not i do believe that you can find some school or method for meditation that you can find very useful myth number three meditation is hard this is tricky meditation can be challenging i'm not sure i would say meditation is hard it can be challenging sometimes absolutely you know i often compare building a meditation routine to going to the gym so over the past i don't know six years something like that there have been some periods owing to the, uh, the current uh, pandemic and all the rest, there have been some experiences where I've taken, I think like three months off from the gym. When I go back to the gym, lifting weights is hard. You know, I feel my body the next day. If I do a heavy squat day, a heavy leg day, the next day I can barely walk. It's hard, but it gets easier and easier and easier and easier over time. The more I build up the habit, the more I build up this routine, the more my body gets used to working out at the gym. Meditation is very much the same thing. So, for example, if you're meditating, day two will likely be better than day one. Day three will likely be better than day two. Day four and on and on and on. Of course, you're going to have challenging moments. You're going to have challenging days. You're going to have days when you're sitting there, you're meditating. It seems like the intrusive thoughts come and, you know, it's difficult to shake them. Of course, you're going to have challenging moments, but meditation isn't hard. It's challenging. And there's a key distinction there because when you frame something as hard, you know, you're you kind of losing sight of all the benefits that this hard thing can offer you. You know, I think that one lesson that I learned probably a little later in life than I should have is hard work feels good. Yes, it's hard, but it feels good. It's worth it. I like hard work. I like having days like today when I had a bunch of coaching calls and I'm recording videos and I'm responding to emails and all the rest. It's hard, but I enjoy it. It's actually energizing, and there's incredible benefits to my hard work. So meditation is challenging sometimes, but I wouldn't frame it as being hard. Myth number four, I tried meditation once. I didn't like it, and I don't think it's for me. I don't think that I have the ability to meditate. My feeling in this regard is if you are a human being in the modern world, you have the ability to meditate. Now, you might take some trial and error. You might want to look around YouTube or my channel or anything else find a different school or practice or technique that works for you because there's many 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 different meditation techniques different schools different practices out there so shop around a bit but i do believe that you will find at least one meditation technique that works for you and frankly i think if you're a human being in the modern world well all all the chaos of the modern world and how busy our lives are and how full our brains are of all kinds of random thoughts and random bits of information that are sort of you know, pelted at us all day. I really think it's in your best interest to start some kind of a basic mindfulness practice. And I think this is true for the overall majority of humans on the planet today, regardless of whether or not they struggle with something called retroactive jealousy or not. Modern life is incredibly hectic, incredibly stressful, and modern life is also very modern. Human beings have not been living In this sort of information overload world for very long. We haven't evolved properly to really catch up with the modern world and all the challenges it poses, all the challenges it poses to our mental health, to our sense of calm and sense of well-being. So I really think if you're a human being in the modern world it's really in your best interest to meditate. Again, aside from jealousy, it's just an incredible tool to sort of stay grounded, stay calm, get work done, focus on what really matters And in general, enjoy a greater sense of calm and tranquility and peace of mind throughout your day. Thanks for listening to the Zachary Stockhill podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, please be sure to subscribe and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or your podcast app of choice. To learn more about my work on jealousy, relationships and more, please check out my YouTube channel at Zachary Stockhill. For information about my online courses, books, and coaching service, please visit my website at retroactivejealousy.com.